It's going down with the world, what you saying? Season three in the game, we ain't playing. Legends in the making, representing for the culture. Speaking all facts to your sons and your daughters. You hear me? Give me some of that tea. I've been waiting all day. I've been wanting to say, we alive, we see, just keeping it deep. If you wanna join the show, just come and see. Your life with Kiss Calhoun, Andrew Jones in the mix. Let's go and get sideburns, blazing up these hits. Too strong in the game, it's never gonna change. We keep it straight, real, so you know what we're saying. What's the word? You already know why I'm being joined by the legendary host, the one, the who, Mr. Dijon. What's going on, my loves? It's your fave, Dijon, and we are back, back, back for another episode of What's the Word? Do it like it's my B-Day, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and today's episode is episode 75, The Candy Lady. On this episode, we will discuss... If you could go back to your younger self, what would you say? And as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? And what's something to give, what's something or someone that gives you a nostalgic feeling, a nostalgic memory about your childhood? Of course, we got to go back down memory lane. You know what I mean? And we're going to talk about, uh, let's go all the way back when you were a kid. What did you, what was your ideal Saturday like? So you, if you knew, if you was a, paying attention <laughs> when you was a kid. She said if you was paying attention. Because, you know, some people just don't be paying attention. Some people just don't be into it. So we're going to talk about some things that we all Saturday morning consist of. Of course, we got the messy tea from the messy shade. Of course, we're going to talk about the prosecutors filed a motion to revoke or increase Tory Lane's bail. Of course, we're going to talk about uh, him violate, you know, the whole violate. If y'all don't know about the Meg and the Trey, song, Trey songs, not the wrong Trey. <laughs> <laughs> David, don't throw Trey songs in there. Lanes. If you know anything about that, then you know it's still going on. He ain't been out. Of course, Ken and Jenna makes a trip to the border wall and announces plans to resume building if she went, wins uh, her seat that mm. she's running for. Governor for, yeah, California. Don't think it's going to happen, but... <laughs> Uh, Michael B. Jordan responds to a viral tweet, says he's he's this generation's Denzel Washington. Stop the cap! Please! You got a couple of more movies. Carisha, please. Carisha, for real. We got a Michael! 
Michael didn't say it. Michael is responding to the viral tweet. Well, whoever fucking said that (laughs) shit, stop the fucking cap. Of course, we got Iggy the Lizard, Azalea, (laughs) saying she... (laughs) She think record labels should hire a psychologist for artists, which, you know, I got to take it back. I can't... uh, I could agree to disagree with the lizard on this one. And of course, K Michelle addresses recent online criticism about her appearance. And that's a whole nother story because K Michelle <laughs> show don't fucking look like K Michelle. She looked like <laughs> motherfucking Kimberly, La Chalet, Michelle, <laughs> fucking. Alvarez, if you want to put a Spanish Girl. last name, because bitch, <laughs> she don't look like Kimberly, uh, Bianca, Michelle. If that's, <laughs> look, that's what I'm saying. She do not look the same. Um, Erica Badu, aka the mother of all us, the mother of Kiss Calhoun and the baby Badus, issues an apology to the Obama for being a terrible guest. For following and they f- whatever been going on with Erica, I ain't even know she gotta apologize to the uh, to the Obamas and Silencio indicted for murder in uh, Georgia in connection with his cousin's fatal fatal shooting, and Jesse Wu responds to the backlash she received for her Whitney Houston joke, and one thing you don't do. Is play with Whitney, bitch. With the queen, bitch. Don't play. I could play with Whitney. <laughs> Me and Whitney had that relationship where I could play with fucking Whitney like that. Girl. Bitch, <laughs> y'all can't play with fucking Whitney like that. And that's on everything. Oh, my God. Bitch, you, uh, and, you and Whitney was rolling in a uh, shooting mob was like that, huh? Bitch, we was rolling up weed together, bitch. You don't <laughs> fucking play Girl. with Whitney. Girl, I'm not about to play with her. I'm about you, to get off. One thing you're I'm not going to do is play with that I'm good dying. But anywho, without further ado, let's get into it. (laughs) So, let's talk. First, the reason why the title is called The Candy Lady is because that's one thing that I feel like as any human that lived in the ghetto had. And that is one memory I cherish for my whole life. Baby, my mama was the candy lady at one point when I was in high school, okay? Knocking on the fucking door like, let me get up. My girl used to be making full chicken plates and everything. What you want? A five-piece chicken, what else? With fries, you want the combo, that's $6. Shout out to Mama D. John. Shout out to all of the fucking candy ladies in Period. the 90s that was slinging that fucking candy the 90s, like it the was early fucking 2000s. Crack. You heard me? They were selling that fucking candy lady shit like it was crack. They number one customers was the kids. And, and they had everything we fucking want. You know what's one thing that... I miss from going to the candy lady is literally with five dollars you could go and buy the whole fucking supermarket. You really could. Bitch, you get you about two bags of chips, a bag about a couple candies. Like the little the project candy, the frozen cup. Yes. Yes, bitch. And we'll have um and we'll have change love. Let me get a a dollar worth of fruities with that. Oh, you got about three more dollars. Uh, let me, well, let me get the chicken plate with, I got 50 cent. Well, just give me 50 cent, give me two frozen cups. you could cups. come back with about 10, 
surplus items. You could feed a house of 12 fucking people <laughs> with a fucking Frodo off the frozen lady, bitch. If the a bitch, I wish the fucking frozen lady was fucking taking food stamps because she would have been cleaned out, bitch. <laughs> Miss Jenkins, I don't got uh two dollars, but I got two dollars on my stamps. Well, give me your card. Let me go to the store right quick. I need that. <laughs> so when I think back, I'm not with the play on with my you. childhood. That candy lady, cause see, my candy lady, she was disabled and mm. she rode a fucking motored, fucking uh, not bicycle, a motored wheelchair around. Mm. And everybody knew that was our candy lady because, bitch, she drew, like, she rolled that fucking, fucking <laughs> wheelchair to the fucking battery with it, bitch. That's how <laughs> she went everywhere in that fucking wheelchair. You go down right where you stay at, Dijon, where they used to have that fucking Winn-Dixie's. She rolling up the fucking the little hump over the canal <laughs> with the fucking wheelchair full of fucking groceries. She said she don't need nobody for nothing, baby. She going to do it on her own. I know that's right. I remember one thing about the candy lady. She always, she always trusted the neighborhood kid, especially when she was doing something. And you had to go 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 in the kitchen and get what you want. Fuck it. Go ahead, because she trusted you. And I feel like, for the most part, like, we... I miss that as a child, because I'm growing up and I'm looking at the kids today, and they really don't have that. They don't have somebody they could go to, and she give you fucking food, basically, mm-hmm. if you had no money. Like, the candy lady was basically for the, the fucking luck for the fucking children that only had a couple of dollars. I mean, especially if you was a poor kid and you wasn't eating no lunch at school, you knew if you could at least have 250, you was gonna get something from out that fucking candy lady and you was gonna be full and you was gonna be satisfied. But that's just one memory I cherish, the candy lady, and that's why I called the episode the candy lady because we gotta pay homage to those first people that taught us about money and how to manage your money and what to buy with your money. Because, of course, you could go to the candy lady and get anything you wanted, but you only had a certain amount of money to spend and you didn't want to overdo yourself. You know, you still, you could get something, you know, some things. But let's get into the topic. So let's discuss... If you could go back to your younger self, what regardless of what age it might be, if you could go back to your younger self, what would you say, hmm. Dijon? I feel like we talked about this a while back too. We, we did have, a few episodes. We ago. always go back to our mm-hmm. back down memory lane mm-hmm. and talk about something to our mm-hmm. childhood. Because I wanna, I wanna incorporate that just because we we have we have kids. Fans, I've, I, 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 that's why I'm trying to stop cursing. TD, for the kids <laughs> that listen to the show of age, TD is trying to not cuss so she much. Trying, she trying, your. But it's hard. So just close your, <laughs> just, you know what the fuck I mean when I say it. You don't, don't do as I say, say as I do. Yes, ma'am. Preach. You hear me? But go ahead, DJ. Yeah, um, something I would tell my younger self was to definitely um, be more adventurous. Like, I was fucking scary, as most of you know. <laughs> I, you couldn't get me to do nothing. You fucking Goliath. Do you know how big and tall Dijon is? And you would fucking say, how the fuck you was scary, bitch? Scary. Everybody was scared of you. 
scary. You couldn't get me to do a motherfucking thing out of the norm that I just knew if I even thought that it was wrong. Don't do it. So I definitely, to me, I would definitely be more adventurous. Um, but I feel like, you know, as I got older, especially like in my teenage years, um, I expressed this. I think my confidence built more, you know, with being more involved, you know, uh, with extra extracurricular activities in high school. You know, that built my confidence, you know, getting into different um, things, you know. So, yeah, but definitely most definitely to be more adventurous and not be so scary. Right. I think for the most part, I would tell my younger self the same, but in a in a in a in a very uh, unique way. Mm. I actually tell myself my younger right, self. Right. Be uniquely uniquely adventurous. Right. I would actually tell my younger self to give don't give give love a chance. Give it a shot. Yes. Because I feel like for the most, when you're a, a young human being like how we were growing up in the situations we grew up in our vision on what love is is completely different from the ideal uh storytell falling in love i would say to my younger self give give your younger self the opportunity to be in love or have someone Mm -hmm. that actually like you for you give them the opportunity to be able to express that because like i said i i could say this now on the show because i feel like if you've been listening you know you know a little bit about kids but you don't know everything about the girl behind the microphone so (laughs) so i was just saying like I know for my for a fact they had my childhood best friend who is now deceased. He was really in love with me, like mm. and and I could say that now because now looking back, whenever I think about him, I could be like, yeah, he really mm-hmm. he'll die for me type shit. Mm. And like even though he did pass on, and it was like kind of crazy that when he did pass on, and I was actually in the midst of trying to find him again, like. What he been up to, and then that's how I found out he passed away. But he really liked me, and I was afraid to embrace that feeling because, for one, when you a girl growing up and damn near all the females in your family then had children before the age of 15, 16 years old, you got uh, generational barriers you trying to break and you don't allow yourself i know for a fact i ain't lying myself to date or just experience you're not the the only one because miss girl over here me i'm not giving my chance not giving myself that either like i just thinking about that when you brought that up i've probably only been in love twice i've been in love when i was a teenager my high school sweetheart loved him to death you know i thought me and him was gonna be together forever and he hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. then college my high school sweet you know my not my high school sweetheart but my college sweetheart like you know i thought we was gonna be together we was talking about marriage and everything thought that was gonna happen boom did me the same thing so it's like you know with that it's like you mask you mask mask you know, that with that, because you don't want to get your feelings hurt again, you build these walls, and it's very, very hard, you know, it's to try to let somebody, to in. somebody even in. Even if you're talking to somebody to let them in, you just, you you would rather like, not even talk I to nobody because panic you don't want that I to happen be, to you again. Because, look, 
I never really experienced what love <coughs> is because I I could know I could see that people was showing me love, but I was not allowing it for me to accept it. So because I always backed away from that, I never really experienced a true love. You pushed love. it away. Mm-hmm. So now that I want it, it's like now I'm it's older. hard. It's not for me. I would say it's not that hard. I don't know about Erica by doing this pussy, but the pussy gets people's attention. Period. Like the smell of the pussy gets the, the pheromones in the atmosphere. You know what? But I'm glad you said that about it not being hard because, you know, me and Tico was talking about this like a while back. And I was like, and I made, I, I said, you know, it's not hard. We make it hard. You know what I'm saying? Because our we expectations on what we want out of the relationship Mm -hmm. is very high because, fuck, you want a a lasting relationship. But see, with me, I feel like I didn't allow myself to go through those kind of hurdles and pains because I was already here. I was... My time then was occupied with breaking those barriers, but on top of that, I had to be there and be the one to help take care of my sister, like... Mm-hmm. I wasn't about to add no extra stress. Not On saying that right. that would have been stress, but I knew that that would have been stress having to because deal with all had, of that. Because you would have had to put you would have had to put put your emotions and that person. You and know? putting both that's like putting two children first. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. So for the most part, I wish that I I wish I could have gave my best friend mm-hmm. a, a chance because that boy was in love with mm-hmm. me. Rest and in like, peace to him. Rest in peace to justice, you know. But, like, f- for the most part, that that one person allowed me to... S- when I realized what I lost, I start to look, allow myself to be exposed. So now I'm ready. I'm pretty much ready for she a relationship. ready for, for love. love. It's like, uh, uh, I should just fucking play that, huh? Why are you hiding Bitch, from why me? the fuck is you on, bitch? I'm right here in the open. What's up? <laughs> you hear me? I quickly am I free. Period. Sing it. Sing it. I ain't giving for my freedom. Your ca- Wait. For that big old uh-uh. piece I don't think she said it like that. Me. Oh, <laughs> But, like, for the most part... Are you ready for the love or are you ready for that D? I'm ready for Z. <laughs> <laughs> and kids, close your ears. Get out the room now. D, D, she, the she ready for D love, not the love, the D love. D love, bitch. All down me. Like, S W bitch. We can me? Katie. But that's... I feel like... That's one thing that I would tell my younger self because my younger self was very on guard, was very like, bitch, you not about to fucking When it should have like been me. the opposite, you should have been open, you should have been exposed, you know, to those to those but things. You should have been ready for but it. But then, then again, I'm glad because having to deal with that and then dealing with the stuff that I had to deal with personally... Mm-hmm. That shit wouldn't have happened. Yeah. That that shit would. You know, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have helped 
the situation. Mm-hmm. It was But you just, know what, too? You know, sometimes it's good, you know, to experience those things, especially with, you know, loving, you know, at a younger age, you know, experiencing that heartbreak, experiencing, you know, that person, you know, you eat each other, loving the fuck out of each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's good to experience those things, you know, I guess with those teenage loves, because then you can apply that stuff to your adult, you this know, relationships. I always, Not saying that it, it work out that way, right? For, but you know. this is why I always stress: nothing is wrong with being in a friend zone because you never know, you might fall. That be that hard person. though. Shit, that be hard when you get friend zone because what if they go, they go and date somebody else, and then you sit there it with happens. that dick look on your face? I, I mean, it happens. You didn't became the homeboy, bitch, and you trying to but be I've been the, the first home, lady. I've been the home girl you know? and watched. Guys that I've like been attracted to get into other relationships. Right, so that didn't, you didn't so, that didn't make you feel no way. It did, but then you then you have to realize because like, you wanted to be his first lady. But, you know, but I can't. I can't. Is what it is. I when you My realize sister said she still can. You you heard it first. Tell him what's the word. She you can. Me? But that's what it is. Like you, once you realize you can, you can have anybody you want. It just be your own life. Well, bitch, I wish that was easy because it is very hard. The nigga I want, he girl, he be paying me does. Bitch, see, it, it is. And I'm tired. Sometimes it just be your aura. Since when when you switch up a little bit, they come back. <laughs> I'm telling you because they always come back for the KISS. Girl, well, I wish he come for the the DJ on because because you need it. I'm ready. You I'm ready need. for him. But let's let's take it a little like kid kid friendly kids. Y'all can come back in. Um, <laughs> if y'all listening, you need. Right. Um, TD wants to know what as a kid. What did you uh, want to be when you grow up? Girl, I wanted to be so. <laughs> I wanted you to be wanted so to many be things. I things, wanted to please. be a teacher at first. A teacher. And then I wanted can. to be a nurse. <laughs> then I realized all that fucking blood. You had to fucking see and all that. I was like, nurse fuck Dion. that. Then I wanted to be, um, when I got into like broadcasting, I actually wanted to go to school for broadcasting. So this you right here it. is what I really wanted to do. Yeah. You hear me? But then, you know, my you know, my grandmother, she really inspired me to be like a, a family service worker, social worker, you know, on a sense too, because of the work that she did, which I currently do now. Woohoo, career, let's go. Then, <laughs> then I wanted I actually in high school, I actually wanted to go into like sports medicine. Like senior year in high school, legit, dead ass. I wanted to go into like sports medicine. But I I don't wonder I wonder why that never happened. I guess I was like fuck it. It was like fuck that shit. <laughs> but I but you know what? I can now I can literally say that I'm doing two of the things that I that I wanted that I aspire to be a social worker and I also do a podcast. Right. Period. And now you're gonna have a future show on YouTube called. Well, it's not. A, well, I mean, you know that been you know, you know that been going on and on. But it's, but it's coming, coming back. back. You heard me. What's the word powered by? Let's talk. Let's with talk D. with D. John. You hear me? Um, y'all get to match a, a a face with a voice. Most of y'all already know how I look, but you know it is what it is. Um, he coming back, y'all. Period. Glowed up and everything, you. But crazy thing about it, I grew up in the '90s where video games was very important, yes. and 
bitch, I wanted to be Laura Croft, bitch. I wanted to be a fucking archaeologist. I wanted to go be... A, she was that girl. Bitch, I wanted to be Tomb Raider, bitch. You couldn't tell me <laughs> shit. I wanted the fucking outfit and everything. I really grew up thinking, like, bitch, that's archaeology work. Like, Dog, bitch, I was... I'm thinking about... I was nigga. such a fucking gamer back then. I wish I was still like that. Like, you... You couldn't. Dra- you had to literally drag me off the fucking game. Like that's how much I was into like video, video games. Game. Nintendo sixty four, PS two. Especially on a set uh, on a Friday or Hell Saturday. Hell yeah! I ain't got school, bitch. I could sit. I could literally sit in in my room all day and play my all fucking game night. on a Saturday. Look, your friends come by that little window and play. You coming outside, Mm-mm. bitch? I, uh, girl, sit right here. I'm gonna play the game right quick. <laughs> what y'all doing over there? That's how I grew up. Cause see, our room had a window. Mine too. And it had it pointed to like where everybody else was. So I got the window up playing the game. And like talk. like the apartments we were staying in. Like they had like Shout it had out a, to it had a, it you had a view of the water. Shout out to uh, Oak Island. Versailles Arms. No Versailles Arms oh. Apartments. Oh yeah, you were on the other. Yes, the baby. You was about to, the, it uh, wasn't uh, baby. It wasn't always like that. Period. Versailles was the place <laughs> to live. Versailles. I promise you, if it if it was Versailles, Versailles. if it was still how it was back then, I would have moved back there. But baby, it's rough back there now. Ain't trying to get a uh, sliced and dice. Hell no, bitch. Go, just putting your fucking trash can out, bitch. Sliced and fucking dice. They got too much activity there going back there. I'm good. You don't want to be in nobody. True fine, rainy fine, chick me. No, ma'am. <laughs> but like you know. But yeah, literally, like that's all I wanted to do on Saturdays, you know, just play the game. Like I would go outside, but I legit like wanted to play the game because I literally couldn't do it, you know, during the week, you know, due to school. Mm-hmm. So that Saturday, that Friday and Saturday meant so Friday, much. Friday, I used to watch Desto Raven, you know, that like that was my thing. Like we would go, you know, get something to eat. Like we we went outside, but we didn't really stay out too, you know, long or yeah, whatever. Y'all was inside. Mm, yeah, but Saturday, like Saturday, was like our day. Like we could legit do what we want on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? We could stay out as late as we want. You know. And we gonna talk about that when we go back down. Yeah, late. like we literally like used to do. Like man, like. I wish I literally wish I could go back to like being like a preteen going into my my teen years. Like <sighs> this adult life is so ghetto. Like too ghetto. I'm but like you know, bitch. Like I said, I want to Like be I just made fuck. fucking 30, bitch, and I'm literally about to be 31. I am 31. <laughs> and you act like bitch this bad. Bitch, I'm still trying to process 30 and bitch. I'm about I- to be 30 fucking too. Year of the Magic Johnson, so you know I gotta go out. Not too, not too much. Not trying to catch no magic. But bitch, yeah. I'ma be out there. I ain't trying to catch a little magic, but I'ma be the year of the Magic Johnson. But um, or the uh, or the fucking Michael Jordan. I'm not not Shaquille. I'ma be the year of Shaquille, cause Shaquille had a good year too. But growing up, I legit wanted to be Laura Croft. And that was one game that I played every mm-hmm. fucking day. Had all the collections. Still got all the fucking collections. And don't be giving a fuck because I wanted to be Laura Croft. But, uh, like, like things change when you get older. You, you get out of that adolescent stage and you don't be wanting to be the same shit. But if I could go back, I'll probably tell my younger self to go ahead and be that archaeologist because that's some good money nowadays. I could mm-hmm. be up in Egypt. Uh, rain tombs and shit could be on the news. 
a New Orleans native. I'm not Kedron Wallace. A New Orleans native has found tooth in common in Egypt, bitch. That would have been me. And y'all know y'all would have been, y'all would have been like, yeah, that bitch, kiss, look at kiss. Well, bitch, I probably wouldn't have been kissed. But for the most part, I wanted to be Laura Croft. But, you know, growing up, I did want to be a lawyer. That's why I went to, like, took the classes I did take in uh, Delgado Community College. Shout out to them. Not too much on my school, though. Um, But, yeah. That was what I wanted to be. Whatever you wanted to be when you grow up, when you think about that, you will know. No lie, though, I did want to grow up going to the plaza and chilling with my friends like my cousins and them did. But, of course, Katrina took that away from us. But before we get on off this topic and we give y'all a little back down memory lane, Dijon, what is something that gives you a nostalgic feeling about your childhood? I know for a fact every time I fucking see the fucking ice cream man pass on the neighborhood, bitch, I get super excited and be wanting to chase after it just to say I went to the fucking ice cream man because for real, they don't they don't fucking pass around the, uh, the neighborhood like they used to no more. Um, that definitely. Girl, hell no, you do not see, you don't see no damn ice cream mans no more. And then when they do come around, you be like, bitch. We don't even have money no more. You got cash out? <laughs> we don't fucking... We don't get no fucking... Girl, the ice cream man been put out of damn business a long I don't know what fucking put him out of business. I think I seen one, like, like a while back. And when I heard that, I'm like, girl, they still got ice cream men? Bitch, uptown, they had a man, a Mexican man riding on a bike with a cooler selling <laughs> the, uh, the, the little freeze cups that they, they be making. So, um, whenever I fucking, any... To me, for me, when I see kids, like, playing outside on the the neutral ground and stuff, that definitely bring me back to, you know, childhood, because that's what I used to do. that made me feel old as fuck, because now I'm a (laughs) TD. You know what? I have my I have my days while, you know, I have my little, you know, my my little crisis with my age and shit, you know, but... (laughs) <laughs> like that but that definitely bring me back because you know like I literally felt like I was just a child like yesterday and it, it really do feel like that like to be honest I understand what people say that now like they they could literally feel you know it just felt like they was just children mm-hmm. yesterday and now that I'm fucking a full-fledged adult bitch I could definitely attest to that that I literally was just a fucking child yesterday right um like I said, you hit the nail on a coffin when you said children playing outside. Yes. Whenever I see children playing basketball, just playing some kind of just sport doing, outside, yes. I be like, nah, look at them. We used to do that. They still keeping the traditions alive. Uh, I recently had a fucking nostalgic moment when I found a fucking, those little roly-poly things that be in the grass back in the day. We used to play with them on the playground at school. Bitch, I found them, and I always pick one up and play with it. And, and I was showing the kids what they are. And, you know, my God, children, especially jo- Jersey. She not, That's how she learned how to say bug and stuff like that. Because I was picking up roly-polies and put, showing her how they crawl. And she like, ooh, bug, bug. But it's just that her being able to see that. When she get older and she see that, she gonna go back to the time where I introduced her 
who what that is, because you know them children ain't gonna be fucking looking at no fucking what you gonna call it. Right. Also, you know what give me a nostalgic feeling? Tadpoles. You know when we used to fucking catch that shit? Not every time it fucking raining. got John ain't captured no tadpoles. Well, growing up, <laughs> well, we used to grow up, we had a lot of canals mm-hmm. that would flood. We were surrounded by a lot of water growing up. Me, same. Wish we were seeing alligators and snakes and shit like that, bitch. Just seeing that. Like, whenever I see, like, an alligator in a canal, it just brings back a memory of seeing a fucking alligator when you was young. Or, like, when we say owls on rooftops in that episode, me seeing a fucking owl in the hood. Now I see owls all the time. And that just give me a fucking memory, give me that feeling, and bring back so much good memories, so much good feelings from a childhood. I mean, New Orleans has, is... You know, it's fair share of bullshit. But for the most part, like I said, I am very grateful for the time that I was able to spend out here in New Orleans growing up, even though Katrina took about three years off me. (laughs) But for the most part, growing up out here was a very great experience. I cherish it. I cherish it. I just wish that the people around us cherish mm-hmm. those memories like we can cherish and go back down memory lane mm-hmm. because for for once like in this east side that we stay in shout out to the mm-hmm. east side shout out to everybody that reside outside in the east period but like we lack a lot of shit that we were known for having out here mm-hmm. this was the place where you come and raise your children and shit now we ain't got shit out here like we normally would, mainly because people gave up on this area. Now, they got people who are trying to revive the past, like bringing the Lincoln Beach and trying to fucking get Six Flags. But that's only so much that we want to fucking see back. We want to actually go out to eat again out here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When was the last time you went out to eat in the fucking East? There's nowhere for you to go eat at. There's no literally place. nothing. We need places nothing. where we could go out to eat at with our families after a long day of work. And we need places where we can relax our minds mm-hmm. and, and, and places where we could go. Bowling alleys, miniature golf, all this fucking land back here. We could build right. way more right, than right, just right. I think I think for me, just sitting here thinking about it, like, you know, sitting outside with, you know, my friends, you know, mm-hmm. As I'm th- and I'm thinking about teenage, like high school teenagers. We sitting outside to damn near 10, 11 o'clock at night just just chilling, like talking and shit right. like that. Like not sitting in nobody's house, but just like we outside. Like nobody fucking with us. We sitting outside, we talking, we laughing, you know, shit like that. You know, like, man, just, like that was the fucking days. That. that was the days. We, those were the fucking days, you right. Those were the times where we was young, carefree, sitting outside to 12, yes. 11 at night on somebody else's porch. Okay. Your mama was Walk right to the stand, sleep. baby, and get something to eat. Because, baby, that food used to be some good. She knew you was all right. She knew who was watching you. Yeah. She knew you better come inside before she locked the door. Right. As long as she was inside before she locked the but door. I, but I think I think with that, I think once we became, like, teen, well, I know for me, like, we, had our own we was, keys, bitch, bitch, we was there, too. And if she knew that I was, I was, if I was standing right there, like, literally in front of the door, then she wasn't going to lock right. the door. But, you know, like... I don't know. It's just... 
I think we can say that we are like two of the more fortunate, you know, teen children that grew up in New Orleans that actually had a, a damn a good, good childhood. childhood. You know what I'm saying? A lot say, of kids can't say that, you know. Right. Because a lot of kids. Well, a lot of people our age can't say that. And a people lot of people older people than can. us. Because I could tell you, I know a couple of my friends when I was in my 15, 13, 14 age, children that was 10, 11 years old was going to fucking juvenile detention and going to jail for real. Like, I know niggas that went to jail for real while I was 13 and came back. Katrina took all those years, come back, the nigga just getting on. Like, damn, nigga, you spent your whole adolescence. In jail. In the system. And it's like, I was just fortunate that my close associated friends didn't do that. Mm-hmm, but same. a lot of, I was a witness to a lot of people, even a lot of deaths. Like, we lost a lot of people that probably wasn't our best friends. But seeing a person at school and then not seeing them no more is the same thing as not seeing your best friend no more. Girl. We didn't witness a lot of our childhood friends die. I know my best friend lost her cousin. Mm. We was in the eighth, well, she was the eighth grade. Girl, I never forget in high school, George and Otis. George and Otis. That shit fucked me up. I'm, I ain't even know them, and like coming back and yeah, here, but like marching, but you like know, you, you know, know you know, like marching in a band with them, like being, you know, just like doing extra, you know, like doing that stuff with you, and you know, you're used to seeing them. You know, you know, doing stuff like that, and you know, bitch, one day they're here, and then one day they're gone. gone. And I think we were on like a a school break when you know they passed. Like that shit was crazy, bitch. That that shit, like that shit, literally, that that shit fucked a lot of people up. And I remember a lot of us got together. I forgot what it was, and we made this mural for like them and like other people, you know, that died, you know. Throughout, you know, our school year, I can't remember who. It, I can't remember everybody, but girl, it was so nice. Like Brian, yes, girl. Literally, when we finished that thing, because we had it covered off and we did it. Literally, when we when we unveiled that thing, like they had just so many people just standing there, like they had people crying and everything. Bitch, I would. It was too, so y'all. nice. We like, did it for you, Mister Clark. Y'all, we that, it was so we, nice. I we, cannot really? remember who else did that with us. It was a bunch of people. I don't remember the mural, but I remember people were talking about it. It was so it. nice. It was so. It was so nice. That just bringing you back now, you could feel how you felt when that really happened. Because mm-hmm. that didn't. That really wasn't that long ago. All those people it wasn't. that was on that mural passed away. And if you were Olympian, re-Olympian, Period. you already know the people we talking about. That was there from 06 to, like, you know, old, you know, like, what? Because I ain't going to say 09, because then they had, like, people that we fucked with yeah. that, that graduated after no, us. they had people that was dying while we had yeah. graduated after, after But, no, I'm saying, like, you know, people, go- like, within that, you know, like, 06 to, like, 13 or right, something like right. that, you know. You know what we saw well, again. Live on to those individuals that we cherish from our childhood that hope yes. are no longer never with forget us. them. We never forget you, uh, and may God cherish your memory forever. You mean? Yeah. But um, before we get on out, like I said, we're gonna go back and take y'all one more step further when we come back from this musical rendition. We're gonna take y'all back with some oldie hip hop. 
But um, we're gonna go back down memory lane, and we're gonna we're gonna uh talk about uh, your ideal Saturday morning. What did it consist of? Of course, we got the messy tea from the messy shade. You're me. Um, prosecutors with the Meg the Stallion and Troy. Troy Lance and we got Caitlyn Jenner. Of course, Michael B. Jordan responds and Iggy the Lizard responds and Kate Kimberly Michelle <laughs> and um Erica Baidu issues apology. Um Silencio is Filentio, bitch. And Jesse Wu. But like here's a oldie but goodie that I like. Uh y'all know LL was my everybody was on LL big old and was back oh. in the day. And you know you can't go wrong with a little lick uh licking uh, them lips, honey. Lip licks, you know huh. what I'm saying? But this one is LL Cool J featuring Soto. And when we come back, we got it for y'all. You know what I mean? Hmm. Go Teach a shorty all the truths that you never learned. Don't get it twisted, getting money ain't 
wrong, but she wanna make love all night long. I'm gone. Jams that played back. Bitch, that was music. That was real fucking music. We couldn't dance to how we wanted to back in the, the good old days, but bitch. But I mean, I don't like, yeah, but don't get me wrong, like the music today, like, you know, they got some bops, bitch, that I, you know, I like some of the new school music, but bitch, ain't nothing like that. Them oldie but goodies. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Bitch, now I could dance. Because sometimes they take you back to like moments within your childhood, you know right. what I'm saying? So speaking of moments of our childhood, what <laughs> is the ideal Saturday morning like in Ooh, the DJ household? Definitely, you don't have to get up as early as you did during the fucking week, bitch. Okay. Like Saturday was a free day. Like we literally just got to do whatever we want. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you, like most times, like you know, I was a chill kind of you know kid. So like, bitch, I wanted to like play the video games. Of course, you know, we went outside because, you know, I had friends, you know, within the vicinity of, you know, where we stayed. So, you know, we were outside riding our bikes all over the fucking apartment complex, you know, <laughs> bitch, for like five fucking hours, bitch. That's part of why I got fucking nice legs, bitch, riding, riding a fucking bike all the time. Um, we literally used to ride the bike for hours. <laughs> Playing fucking stopped. hide and seek around the whole apartment complex. Like, that was my Saturday. Just, like, just being every fucking well within the, a thing. Like, or, like, if, you know, we didn't go to my grandma's house, you know, that's what we was doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. My Saturday morning definitely consists of us having to fucking clean up. When you heard that fucking... On Saturday? It was real. That fucking Anita Baker shit was real. When you heard that shit... You know, it was time to get up, make your bed, and clean up or get out the way of On people. a Saturday? Yes. we li- I lived in a, a, a two-bedroom house with 12 people. Ooh. You heard me? <laughs> I lived in a fucking two-bedroom house with 12 people. Of course, it was time to... Bim, bim, bim. Yeah, bitch, you better get up, bitch. Oh... Uh, fucking the fucking vacuum that's why i listen to fucking songs right now the vacuum sound is what i heard growing up that's all i grew up listening to that's why the the sound certain sounds could soothe me to sleep because bitch i heard that shit all fucking saturday morning 
Um, you know, breakfast was made. We ate. I, JP asked the question, like, what hood meal, what was something you could grow up on eating? And I could tell you, we didn't get that opportunity because you had 12 motherfuckers eat. <laughs> and we had to eat cooked food. And we ate grits, eggs, uh, oatmeal, eggs, biscuits, sometimes cinnamon rolls, if you're lucky. You know what I'm saying? But we grew up on that, eating. And then, you know, of course, it's time for go outside. Your friends coming to get you and shit. I didn't have to grow up cleaning up too much because, like I said, grew up with older individuals. You they, just had to get up. I had to get out the way of yeah. them cleaning up. And I couldn't make a mess once it got cleaned up. Yeah. So our carport, we had a little carport under our house. And that's basically all, just like it is now. Everybody come to my house and chill. It was like that, too. All my friends came under my carport and chilled, and we played hopscotch. We had the chalk out. We was drawing. You know, I was the artist of the, of the clique, so we was either we was either drawing some shit on chalk, or we was fucking, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We was playing different games, you know what I'm saying? The usual childhood shit. We had a swing set in our backyard, so our friends would come on that bitch all day. We playing kickball, football, whatever, and... Some Saturdays, I ain't go outside right away because I used to watch my BET countdown, favorite artists, whatever f- artists was coming on with their top 25, bitch. Kiss was watching it, didn't go outside until then, and I had to watch my top 25. That's why I'm a big fan of music and hip-hop in general, though. Those songs was in the fucking countdown growing up. LL Cool J stayed in the fucking countdown, bitch. You can't go wrong with an LL Cool J joint. You hear me? Um, and, and then I played outside. I was an outside kid. I was a game head, but it was just so much fun because all of our friends, we grew up around the East. Shout out to the Ray Park area. And we played games like majority of our, fam- our friends that were either in baseball. So we was playing baseball and shit. At the park. Like, we really was some at-the-park Sandlot kids. We was adventurous. I mean, they had this big-ass lot that they would let the grass grow up high, and we would go through that bitch like maize. Bitch, not candy. They had fucking all, all kind of wildlife in that bitch. Bitch, y'all just enjoyed that. We just like that. you. We, I got my first rollerblades back in the Jeep from, shout out, live on, um, Auntie Claudine. But she got me my first pair of rollerblades, and I just re- remember, like, just skating all night long, riding a bike all night long. And it, it, it was even more fun when people from out of town came because they came to my house. Then all the neighborhood friends won't play with my cousins from out of town. I had family from, from fucking Mississippi, California that would come out just for the day. And they'll come out, they'll come in town on a Saturday. Like some Saturdays, my family from Mississippi will come out and it'll be some real like southern hospitality. If you wanna call me Blanche Devereaux, bitch, call me Blanche, bitch, because it really consists of my great grandmother will come in town and when she will cook, we would eat all all kinds of fucking food. And we eat salad. That's why 
I love Thousand Island salad dressing to this day Ooh, because girl. my grandma would make home. I haven't had that chop, in a long chop time. Chop fucking lettuce she grew out of the fucking garden. She chopping that bitch. Chop tomatoes she grew out the fucking garden. <laughs> Onion she grew out the fucking garden. Onion. Onion, little plantano. Hear me? <laughs> and we eating that shit, and that shit was so fucking good. And that was what my fucking Saturday consisted of. And then you'll, you'll wake up and try to do it again a little bit on Sunday, but you know you got to go to school. So you Sundays, can't. it's crunch time, bitch. You cleaning up. You got to vacuum. fucking getting them uniforms getting ready. uniform ready. And Washing. Just, I, think, I think we used to wash on Sundays, yeah. I think we used to wash on Sundays. I, I know it was Saturday. Bitch, me and my sister had to get up, bitch, and we had to go to that fucking laundry, laundry man, bitch, and we had to go wash them fucking clothes. Right. And, um, fortunately, our laundry was right there in our carport, bitch. Literally. Just... My, but no, bitch, we didn't even have to walk for it, bitch. Our shit was right, right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's definitely... I, when I look back on my life and look at my childhood, I'm very fortunate. So when I start having kids, you know, I'm going to be trying to... Incorporate those things, the things yeah. that we used to do, and just climbing trees. Like when we talked earlier about like a nostalgic moment, being around the professor and his family gives me so much childhood nostalgic because they're younger kids and you're watching them grow as you're older. How your cousins were when we were that age, and now I'm a TD. One of their children was like, "How you all a TD, bitch? I'm your TD because I'm I'm old. I ain't TD." <laughs> And like, them just, children probably like we not can. But they know I'm TD. They call me a uh, TD kiss. But just being around them, they got a big ass magnolia tree around their yard. And I just remember as a kid climbing up in a magnolia tree, catching those magnolias and just like, bitch, we would have fake weddings with the magnolia <laughs> things, and you know, uh, uh, just using the magnolias for currency. Like, oh, I got a big one. And just like a misbelief tree, I was talking to the professor and we was talking about climbing a misbelief tree. And with my friends, my hood friends will go get the misbeliefs. I provided the bags and they filled up the bags full of misbeliefs. And we would, we would eat misbeliefs on a Saturday morning, especially when I got older as a teenager more active shit like going to the movies and that's why I said I wanted that life Hell before yeah. the fucking Katrina fucked bitch, it up teen, we were just ooh. not going to the fucking pl- going to the plaza, plaza bitch going to the grand palace and then going in the, going in the plaza and just afterwards. hanging with our friends having yes. that kind of security you know Girl, fuck our fam, our fuck, our mothers and fathers was just starting to trust us on our you, own. Fuck you, Katrina, bitch. You fucked up. What could have been a lit ass teenage fucking and we rain in New Orleans? I know I would have been. Even good. though it was good, but bitch, it would have been even better if Katrina would have never happened because we the East would have still been popping. Right. Like and we would have probably been some single mothers, single fathers out here. I ain't saying all that now. I ain't trying to be like so you know. I don't want to be the baby's mother. <laughs> but that just was our ideal. God. That was my ideal Saturday morning. I appreciate and I have no regrets. I have no regrets. As you um, should. I love my my uh my childhood. It was it was epic. But 
We can go on and on about this topic, you hear me? But now it's time for the messy tea from the messy shade, you hear me? Of course, we got Meg the Stallion in this whole touring lanes. The prosecutor filed a motion to revoke uh, or increase Tory Lane's bell for violating Meg's court order, the the restraining, right? The restraining order. So, without further ado, DJ, take it away. Yes, so this is coming from the... Messy Shade. So, it looks like Tory Lane's might be catching some heat following his Rolling Loud performance alongside the baby. According to TMZ, a source has revealed that prosecutors recently filed a motion to hold the rapper in contempt for violating a court order to stay clear of Meg the Stallion. Prosecutors are claiming Tory was within 100 yards of Megan at the festival, which violates the uh, protective order. Additionally, a source told TMZ that prosecutors think both Tori and the baby attempted to rush the stage during Meg's performance. So, in response to Tori's presence at Rolling Loud, prosecutors are seeking to revoke or increase his bail if the uh, bail is revoked. Tori could be facing jail time until the trial for the ongoing criminal case. A hearing for the contempt motion is set for this upcoming Thursday. So, yeah. Well, you see, that's... I don't want to hear... Like we said on the Shut the Fuck Up episode, I don't want to hear another motherfucker say the system trying to hold a black man down with this situation because he antagonized the situation. Did you see fucking Chris Brown at any BET Awards <laughs> after the fucking Rihanna shit? Exactly. Like, so regardless if you innocent or not, you guilty or not, you... Tested the waters with that performance for one. You knew you wasn't supposed you to be there. You, you knew that girl was that gonna be there. To that girl, you can't be that fucking close. And then y'all performances was right after each other. Like you literally, the, you let the venue set you the fuck up. So don't say no. He let the baby set him the fuck up because he was there performing with the baby. And that's what he get trying to be like Walter. I wasn't there. You was there. <laughs> now you about to do some time. Yeah, that's stupid. That. Like you know, it seemed you know you just trying to get your yourself back on track from this foolishness, and then you didn't set yourself back. Like that's dumb. Like You're I ain't about dumb. to let I ain't about to let no nigga take me down when I'm already fucking in the fucking doghouse. Like bitch, I'm about to sit back and bitch sit low bitch like you said like you said last week bitch Chris Brown damn they had the fucking break dance to get bitch, back into the Chris good Brown graces bitch Chris Brown had the fucking singer Michael Jackson tribute to fucking and get back and start crying in. bitch on stage we just said alright you didn't have enough baby just come on you better not fuck up again and he almost tried it but for the most part he got a light look like Michael Jackson over there <laughs> But Caitlyn Jenner makes her trip to the border wall and announces that if she becomes the governor, she's going to continue on building it. Bitch. I don't think she's going to be governor of L.A. Me either. But It'll be is, shocking. But this is coming from them. The messy shade. Mm-hmm. So, in case you forgot, 
Caitlyn Jenner is currently running for governor of California in an attempt to unseat current governor Gavin Newsom in a recall vote. And she recently revealed one of her first plans of action if elected. Taking to social media, Caitlyn Jenner announced during a trip to the border wall that she plans to resume building if... I mean, (laughs) building it if Californians decide to put her in office. On August 13, Caitlyn Jenner made an unexpected visit to the U.S.-Mexico border and stressed it need to be rebuilt and vowed to do whatever it takes to secure the border wall to keep immigrants from entering the country. Caitlyn, who is running on a Republic ticket, has heavily criticized Governor Gavin Newsom on his refusal to build the border wall previously started by this grace former president Donald Trump over on her Twitter account. Caitlyn explained her potential plans should the election go in her favor at border now and people illegally entering as governor I will finish the wall with state funds at Gavin Newsom has failed us allowing immigrant um, (laughs) illegal immigration to run rampant in our state she wrote first of all Caitlin you gotta get the fuck in the door before you start (laughs) Saying what the fuck you gonna do Girl, and then she says she gonna use state funds to make and sure that she. Not gonna be fucking how you gonna to use them people funds? That shit gotta go through a, a go through a fucking vote, bitch. Before you could use before you could say you gonna use state funds. Bitch, she ain't winning. I know them people looking like bitch. Next. We not voting for this hoe because she's talking about using our money. To build some fucking wall that fucking Trump fucking and started, bitch, bitch. And y'all be a damn fool if y'all building fucking wall while your other half of y'all fucking city is on fire for fucking wildfires, <laughs> bitch. Learn how to fi- fix that fuck. Worrying about some fucking fix the immigrants. In, fix the in, what that's, that's called internal stuff, right? Right. Fix the internal stuff, sis. Before you try to do external. You can't do that. Bitch. You can't do that, my love. Or how uh, Monique used Next. to say. How Monique say, my love, my sugar love. My sugar love, bitch. No, hi, y'all, beloved. You beloved. Can't do that, you beloved. can't do that, beloved. But um, speaking of beloved, my, Michael B. Jordan responds to the viral tweet saying he's this generation's Denzel. So, like I said, stop the fucking cap. Whoever wrote that. He got to make me fucking shed a tear for it. <laughs> bitch, Denzel, he got to fucking shed a tear, bitch. Denzel fucking crying in his fucking movie, bitch. I'm going to need you to make me cry before All right. him get dead. So, this is coming from the... The shade message. So, the comparison game is always happening on social stop media. The cap. Over the weekend, a tweet went viral where a man said Michael B. Jordan was the next Denzel Washington of our generation and it sparked a debate on social media. So many people got to talking that Michael decided to respond. While leaving the popular restaurant Catch in Los Angeles, Michael was approached by fans, paparazzi, and TMZ 
And you know, TMZ wasted no time asking the Creed actor his thought on the situation. As soon as he stepped foot outside the door, the TMZ cameraman said, Hey, Michael, how does it feel? Hey, Michael, how does it feel? That's how they put <laughs> Hey, Michael. When people say, you're the next Denzel. Michael quickly responded, that's my mentor, man. It's all love, man. While Michael was signing autographs, the cameraman continued asking him more questions. Does it push you to work even harder just because he's the GOAT? Said the cameraman. Michael kept it short and said, always. With the conversation about Michael and Denzel continuing, this should help more excitement. Well, this should help more excitement of their upcoming film, A Journal for Jordan. In the film, Michael will play the leading role of Sergeant Charles Monroe King alongside um, Shante Adams as his wife with Denzel directing. So I guess, I mean, I mean, I look, the only person I believe that comes close to, to ever being Denzel is Denzel is Chadwood Bozeman and he died. OK, I can see that. One. Why? Because he def- when you talk about somebody mentor, he when played- you talk about range like this man literally played fucking every fucking thing. pioneers like Bitch. Jackie Robinson. Um, um, a, a saxophonist in a, a mama Randy. Girl, why I can't get this man name out for nothing in the world? Michael Jackson. Um, he played. Idol, no. Well, who was Michael Jackson? Idol. Oh, he played James Brown. James Brown. Damn, why I couldn't get that out? Get on that. He literally played it's like he literally played like some fucking phenomenal he some, people. Like he, he had some fuck like bitch. That was Rose. Like so anybody come close to being Denzel would be that him. should be the conversation. Bitch. Don't get me wrong, Michael B. Jordan. He has the potential, he, but just like you said, bitch, be until no fucking Whitaker, bitch, until he, he got Whitaker, bitch, until he got me fucking boohooing, bitch. No. That's what I'm saying. He got to have me born. Bitch, because you know... You could be the Forrest Whitaker fucking movies, bitch. Bitch, because to this day, with Will Smith, bitch, I cannot watch The, per- the uh, Pursuit of Happiness. You know what? He the, he the, he the, he the fucking this I cannot watch that movie because that movie put me in my feelings. <laughs> bitch, Will Smith did that, bitch. Will Smith has you up in your feelings, huh? Ooh, bitch, I can't watch that movie to this day. But that man, that movie will have you in your I feelings. I mean, it's a high admiration to be somebody to look at you and be like, yeah, you Denzel. Because that is how it would have been if Whitney would have been around and I got into singing. They were like, bitch, you, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you the next voice. Next. <laughs> <laughs> we not about to sit here and, and, and do this today. No, <laughs> no why not. say that? Why I say that is because on some real shit, that, that's why I say I can talk about Whitney and, and others can't when we get on Je, Jess, Jesse Wu. Because when I was in, when I was those three years in Texas, Whitney got me through it. Because, like, I would, like I said, I ain't, you ain't have nothing but the internet. And I would just Google it, all the songs that we used to listen to at cookouts and shit like that. I became the bootleg man once we was in Texas. And like missing out on those songs, bitch. Whitney listening, you give good love to me, bitch. Every-
every Saturday morning in Texas, bitch, they ain't different hmm. when you in Texas. So that's why I say, like, you know, it's just like me being with you. But speaking of people being other things, Iggy, the lizard Azalea, says that she thinks record labels. Let me stop saying that because she got a real true topic coming out. Let me let me reintroduce her again. Um, Iggy Azalea says that she thinks record labels should hire a psychologist for their artists. So this is coming from the messy shit. You and me, Dijon, take it away. So Iggy Azalea is using her platform to help speak out for artists when it comes to their mental health. Early Monday, the rapper took to Twitter to express that she feels the record labels should pay play a role when it comes to enlisting help from psychologists for their artists. She said, I really wish record labels would all agree to make it mandatory to hire at least one psychologist per label. Almost every artist in recent times has expressed struggling with the level of hate and pursue. Sports teams do it for their athletes. Why not music labels? It can continue also, yes, it may seem like, but there's so many labels, there's actually only about four guys running the entire music business, so it could be pretty much easy to hold them accountable and make them implement a change across their businesses. She called out names such as, um, whoever that is, and Rob Stringer as the names that were at the top of the list of people who are running the music industry in concluded between these two guys that's literally like 85% coverage across the labels uh, see what I'm saying it's not hard to actually do this why won't they do it but have like 20 deep teams of NRS that literally no one even wants in the studio um so yeah I, I definitely I agree, agree with, with her, her. Like, for, for, for the main reason that a lot of these hip-hop artists are getting killed, basically because of shit that they get themselves into. If they had psychologists on hand, those people could take them out of, like, th- take their mind at ease from the situations and just... If if we were, if if record labels thought more about having psychologists on it, you would have people like Juice World being dead, or all those other artists that died from uh, pill substance abuse and drink abuse. Uh, also, you wouldn't have so much gang activity heavily influenced within hip hop and rap industries right now. I mean, if psychologists would have been mandatory to have, especially when you go through some shit like Tupac did, had he had all that on deck, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't even went to jail because it would have been like, oh, let's check his medical, uh, his mental state and where his awareness is. The shit wouldn't have escalated the way it is. And for, for prime example, this this is so much shit goes on behind closed doors. So many artists are coming out saying they've been sexually assaulted, and all these a lot of these artists get stuck in not knowing how to figure their life out after the after the torment they've been through, or just figuring their life out after not being able to be that artist again. You know what I'm saying? Some artists look at Phyllis Hyman and and and. 
Danny Hathaway, Donny Hathaway. Like, these people committed suicide because they dealt with, one dealt with uh, uh, schizophrenia and the other one was bipolar. And both of them were musicians that livelihood resolved around their talent. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for the most part, has psychologists been on deck and mandatory for those artists these artists could probably be here you know you are seeing a lot of mental health being displayed especially during this pandemic you have to think about it um people were literally locked inside for damn near a year if not people are still locked inside you know to this day um, and you 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 see it, you know, not to bring this back up, but you see it with Simone Biles. Like, she literally said, I cannot do this on the biggest stage of them all. You know what I'm saying? Right. She was so, like, bitch, I don't give bitch, a fuck. I, I can't. I can't. I'm not, I'm my not, even, I'm not here mentally. Not even just Simone, but you the know? other girl. Um, Naomi Osaka. Osaka you too. know? It's a lot. Shakira Richardson, that girl, Shakiri. she was going. Shakira, she was and going through shout it. Shout out know? to Shakira, cause I rolled like, up with some good gas. It's, it's a fucking Shakiri, lot. Smoking on that Shakira. It, it's a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that artist side, and I definitely agree with Iggy. Like they need to have psychiatrists, or if they don't have them, help them out and recommend them to right. psychi- psychiatrists. Like, you know is, what I'm saying? Where's the like? I know these uh, labels have life insurance policies. Since you could do that, why not offer some kind of health insurance where these people could sit down with licensed individuals and get some shit off their chest? Some some of these artists be going through shit they on the road. They just need somebody, And they could be like, know. let me go sit down and talk to him right quick. And you just have one on staff. Like, do you know, like, I could go back and do my research, but I know that the level of psychologists in the black community is high. Like, we got a lot of them motherfuckers. Why the fuck nobody... We have lawyers on these record label teams. Why y'all don't have a psychologist that could go like, all right, so, you know, when you hear these artists' songs and they talking about life and what pills they drinking, let's talk about that. Why, why you use that in a sense? Today, the professor... Shout out to the professor again. Because I've been talking about him all day. But we just started shooting. The professor and I is coming soon. And he, I had on my little Spike Lee glasses, my little blue ones. And he said, dog, I'm asking questions and getting him to open up about past. And he was like, dog, why? Why would you say that? Why the fuck? <laughs> I was looking at the glasses. I'm like, why the fuck you put them glasses Because I, I got to get in character. But you I've been quiet because I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I, I got in character right quick. And he said, dog, why Why I feel like I'm in a therapy session because you got the fucking glasses on? The fucking glasses, glasses on. on, bitch. All you need to have was your fucking beanie and have your legs crossed, bitch. I actually was sitting there with my legs crossed. <laughs> Girl, uh, if T-Cole would see you right now. Holding the... Uh, <laughs> The camera Girl, and the questions. Girl, take a picture But I really, I really, like, like I said, that, that was one of those things where you look at it and you do, you realize, damn, if they do have psychologists on hand, more and more people will get the help they need and more and more artists will be 
They could get out of the life that they're trying to live easier if they had someone to talk to. So shout out to Iggy Azalea for me. just even throwing that point out there because now it's a topic of conversation and yes. we need to be having these types of conversations when we're talking about mental health and just pr- protecting your mental health, period. Speaking of protecting your mental health, people have been getting K, Michelle, Kimberly, Michelle, a hard time. And so she addresses, she is addressing the recent online criticism about her appearance. She tired. She's tired of y'all fucking with her. So this is coming from the... So K. Michelle has been very open with her fans regarding her botched plastic surgery and the painfully lengthy process at reconstructive surgery. But now she's clapping back at critics who continue to come for her looks. Taking to social media, K. Michelle addressed the recent online criticism that her face looks completely different than how fans have come to know her. It's really doodle. Earlier this month... Newly released photos of K. Michelle begin to make their way throughout social media and in practically no time at all, she was a top trending topic as many were questioning why she looked so different and almost unrecognizable. Posting her, well, posting to her Twitter account, K. Michelle wrote the following message. Yeah, I know I look different. I look better, healthier than ever. I was down bad. Some You look like motherfucking Kimberly Jones. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) A.K.A. Lil' Kim. Something didn't want me to get it back together. Okay, now the face the facelift lies are getting old. I know it's it kills your soul, no. but God guided them doctor's hands, so that means he was in control. Bars. Despite attempting to shut down the rumors that she had ma- uh, major plastic surgery, down to her face, critics didn't accept K. Michelle's explanation and continued to press her to come clean about what she done, just as she did regarding her butt implant removal journey. Bitch, I want the fucking season living my life, K. Michelle. This is so my. I can see the work is, done. This is my because thing. Because she look like Kimberly Michelle. This is my thing, y'all. Why is y'all continuing to press this issue? Like she you know don't why? owe y'all nothing. She don't have to tell but y'all. You know why? Because K. Michelle was that bitch that liked to talk to talk down about everybody, try to. Make fun but, of people look. But this is my thing too. Even if she didn't do anything, no, people will like, still press the issue. It, it That's like, what people do on social media. They still gonna press the freaking issue. They gonna press it because she is like you was living that life, bitch. Now nah, it's time for your look. Because I'm telling y'all not. If I come back from the fucking Dominican Republic or motherfucking Miami with a new body, bitch, don't ask me. I'm gonna be like, bitch, I work out. Bitch. Don't ask me if I got fucking surgery, bitch. bitch you that's none of your business. Looking, you better not come back here looking like motherfucking Sammy Sosa. That's all I know, bitch. No, bitch, not, bitch. I'm telling you, bitch, I'm getting a transfer, bitch. These I'm going to come here a- with a bigger ass. Mm-hmm. And I don't want none of y'all hosts to say not a motherfucking thing, not bitch. Don't ask me no questions. Don't ask me nothing, bitch, because guess what? The question is going to be, baby, I worked for this ass. And that's all. Period. And that's all you need to know. Period. <laughs> Erica Badu had to send out a little apology to the Obama's girl. What? What's going on with uh 
the queen of the mothers of the little baby Badoos. So this is also coming from the, the messy shade. So on Thursday, this is last week. Erica Badu took to social media to issue an apology to Barack and Michelle Obama, our forever president and first lady, after she was recently a guest at Barack's 60th birthday celebration. Erica was in attendance as one of the performers for this special event and shared a moment from the party where President Barack Obama would be seen embracing singer Her, who was also a performer at the private event. Erica would later delete the video from her social media page. Erica said on Twitter, Mr. and Mrs. Obama, please forgive me for being the terrible guest, quote unquote, at such a sacred event for your family. I was, (laughs) why am I reading it like that? I was so inconsiderate. Thank you for all your love. What an example of how not to be Erica. Although she did not go into detail about exactly what... Yes, I want to know. <laughs> exactly how she had been a terrible guest, many people have assumed that she was referring to the video she shared from the party. According to TMZ, so much of the celebration, which was held in uh, Martha's venue... Ooh, all right, President Obama... ...was meant to be kept private... However, when photos and videos of the event started to appear on social media, some people questioned the number of people that were in the attendance, seeing so how we are still in a pandemic. No, what she's saying is she felt like she added aid to that by posting videos when it was supposed to be this private Bitch, event. it was over with. They Bitch. not worrying about her exactly. fucking posting no video. Bitch, the people know we the in a pandemic. from fucking South China, fucking Chicago. The people want to have, he wants to have his party. They is from the fucking Jakes. They is from the fucking hood. Bitch, they is not. Ain't no COVID gonna take them out. Right, huh? bitch, they is fucking, you, bitch, they lucky they ain't have freedom up in there shaking. <laughs> oh. That's who would've fucked the party up, Ooh, huh? Ooh, girl. Fucking oh, shit. Oh, no, bitch. You need to have a, I'm a whore, bitch. Uh-uh. They would have really been getting you something at fucking Martha Vineyard. No niggas wouldn't have been allowed to be at Martha, not the Vineyard or the Martha, bitch. No niggas named Martha could come in this motherfucker nut. If I sizzle would have took the stage Ooh, at Martha Vineyard. bitch. They, bitch, they would have put him to clean out. All the New Orleans would have been banned from Martha Vineyard. <laughs> But, oh my God, see how we were so quiet? That's how Salencio about to be in prison in them fucking <laughs> Salento, girl. Salento is an infinito, bitch, because he about to get locked up and he ain't getting the fuck out with these fucking charges coming about with his alleged crime mm-hmm. with his uh, cousin. But this is the shade from the mess. Girl, <laughs> you right. You are so right. So, here's an update. He can't it, even get no good R&B on that. He can't get no good R&B. He about to be locked up. He got to he gotta get some fucking trap. He can't get no fucking, no fucking R&B behind this fucking story. <laughs> so, this is an update. A Georgia grand jury has indicted Salento, the rapper famous, for the hit Watch Me Whip Nene. He about to whip Nene the fuck out of that prison cell. He about to be finito, bitch. Man, shut up. <laughs> in the shooting death of his cousin. According to Lock... 
According to legal docs obtained by TMZ, Salento is facing four felony charges in connection to the fatal shooting, including one count of malicious murder and one count of felony murder. Salento, only 23, was also charged with aggravated assault and gun possession during the commission of a felony. Salento was arrested back in February for allegedly murdering his cousin, 34-year-old Frederick Rocks. Um, Rooks. I'm sorry, Frederick Rooks. The shooting happened on a DeKalb County street in January. Salento's team is claiming that the rapper has been suffering from various mental health issues for several years. Salento continues to be held without bail after a judge denied his bond request, starting his history with mental health issue, made him too risky to the community in June. And that's stating, I'm, I'm sorry. Officials who responded to the scene of the crime were able to gather video from multiple residents' security cameras, according to the, in, the incident report. Those videos showed several cars fleeing the scene at high speeds and the footage captured at least one gunshot. Remember, we reported this a few episodes ago here on What's the Word. The report said eight bullet casings were uh, collected at the scene. Right now, it's unclear what Salento's motive was for the shooting, according to authorities. This isn't the first time Salento has been had run-ins with the law Salento was arrested in September of 2020 for a domestic violence incident in California he was accused of threatening people with a hatchet as he searched for his girlfriend then in late October of 2020 Salento was arrested and booked into the DeKalb County Jail on charges that he was speeding at more than 140 miles per hour on I-85 so of course if there are more updates of course we guys you guys we will update you here on what's the word back to you kiss calhoun but like i said he is finito girl salento girl he down bad like only 23 but i remember us you know talking about this um a few episodes ago but it was yeah it was it was a few few episodes ago but right. um i oh it's just very unfortunate you know at, you know, at such a young age, like he's literally gonna be, he gonna be in jail for damn near the rest of his fucking life. Ain't no damn near, bitch. He about the finito. Mm-hmm. He killed somebody or uh, in connection with allegedly killing right. somebody. And then so, they got. It's not like they ain't got the footage, you know. And the and the evidence, all yeah. of it pointing to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He it ain't looking good for him. It ain't looking good, finito. But did did he like make like any songs after that? Like after uh, Watch Me sure, With Nene? I'm pretty sure, but like he fell off. Mm-hmm. And that's why, going back to what Iggy Azalea Psy- said, like if they had psychologists, he, he would was, be able to he, cope and, and you gotta think about it. He was, a, not he was a teenager. It. That boy is only 23 now, so that song, that's an old song. That, is. that boy was damn near probably about 15, 16 years old. Probably younger than younger that. Younger than that. Making millions. Off that one song. A trendsetter. And like but, all they had to do was have 
these different type of, you know, they have like therapists, psychologists, yep. and you know, he could have been working on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just like they say he had been suffering, you know, with, you know, mental, mental health. health for years. So Right. If it was taken serious, then he would have That wouldn't have happened. Right, right. But before we go ahead and get out of here, Jesse Wu Child responds to the backlash she received for her jokes about Whitney Houston child. What what the hell she didn't say? Girl, so this is coming from the Messy Shade. So it looks like Jesse Wu stirred up a conversation on social media following a joke she told about the late Whitney Houston on the latest episode of MTV's hit show Wildin' Out. The conversation became such a hot topic, she had to address her audience to explain her intentions behind the joke. Jesse Wu is one of the latest cast members added to the new season of Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out. And during a segment of Outgoing Message, Jesse was left with the task of portraying what she thinks the answer machine, Whitney, well, the machine message would be for the late Whitney Houston. On the show, Jesse began to remix Whitney's classic hit, I Will Always Love You, and she sang, You have reached my line, but unfortunately, I do not have the time, and I, and she proceeded to say, I'm dead. However, some fans were not feeling the jokes and thought it was offensive seeing as how it has been since, well, years since Whitney's passed away. So I'll just read some of the comments from uh, the fans on Twitter. One person said, just saw Jesse Wu's joke on Whitney Houston on Wild and Out. Love a good kiki, but that really wasn't funny. Did anyone actually laugh? No. Somebody else said, pound Wild and Out. Jesse Wu, disrespectful for the Whitney Houston impersonation. Um, someone said, my opinion on Jesse Wu's Whitney Houston joke on Wild and Out is there has been worse things said about other deceased celebrities. I feel like this new generation is so soft and sensitive nowadays, but the joke wasn't really funny. Right. So, The um, joke wasn't fucking funny, for one. Because nobody I laughed mean, at him. For one, look, I don't give a fuck. Who else been saying jokes about Whitney, bitch? Stop with the fucking Whitney mm. jokes. Because Whitney gone, can't fucking curse y'all fucking asses out like she would ring y'all fucking ass up. Okay. Stop with the fucking Whitney jokes. Ain't all that So, Jesse spoke um, she actually spoke out about the situation and explained that she is called, well, the show is called Wild and Out. So shocking jokes and comments are explained, well, expected bitch, to be made on the platform. Funny. She also That's explained the, the male comedians have said worse. Bitch, the male comedians would have that fucking joke up. At least it would have been funny. Because it has... It was on a a comedic platform. However, when it comes to women, the response is different. And they are likely to face harsh criticism. Let me fucking play a violin for her. So, I did hear... Well, I did hear that they said that she did get fired from Wildin' Out due to the backlash of the joke. Because it wasn't funny. Like... You can't be saying bad shit. You can't go that route and then say that shit. Mm-hmm. Like the lady girl, is, she could have said, "Girl, we was we was uh, hitting a blunt or something." I would fucking you know? have reached with me, sorry, you can't get to my my line because I'm doing lines or something, bitch. 
something, bitch. Something crack. residents fucking talk about. And I'm remember, dead. crack is whack. <laughs> like, bitch. She could have said, and I'm dead. Bitch, get the fuck off the stage. Girl, they didn't even laugh. Nobody bitch, laughed. Bitch, they said, bitch, get the fuck off the stage. And don't All you heard was, eh. Because don't bring that fucking, oh, if the males, the males would have fucking ate that joke up and it would have, we would have been dying laughing at the fucking Whitney joke, bitch. Your fucking Whitney joke sucks. It was trash. But, yeah. We are done with the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like we always do, you know what I mean? Period. If you want to go ahead and follow us, follow us at Yo What's The Word on everything, of course. If you want to be a uh, feature artist, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram. Hit that link in the bio and fill out that little questionnaire we got going on. Of course, if you don't want to do that, you just want to send us some money, you can hit that link in that bio, too. You said send course, us some money. No, send us oh. some heat, like fire music if you want to send us some fire music the link is there too of course you can email us at what's the word 504 at gmail.com you hear me and of course you can follow your girl kiss calhoun on everything at kiss calhoun you hear me and without further ado Dijon, where we can follow you yes so you guys can definitely follow me on instagram underscore d.john that's the n no h you can also follow me on twitter at double underscore d.john and you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Let's Talk with Dijon. And of course, um, this is officially about to be the countdown of the season finale of season yes. three. Of course, we're gonna it's come to right back. We're coming right back, and we gonna oh. we gotta find a <laughs> countdown of five more episodes for y'all. You hear me? Then we're gonna come back bigger and ever. The road to eighty. The road to eighty. You know what I mean? 80 episodes. We're going to stop you on. And then we're going to come back with season four and we're coming bigger and Period. better. So y'all could be able to see and connect with us because we, we, we baby, we're going to be snatched, baby. We're going to be snatched. looking good. Yeah. Hair going to be laid. Face going to be glowing. Dijon's you know, you heard me. Went to the Dominican Republic and got uh, okay. Brazilian butt. Well, remember, ladies, I worked out. <laughs> Remember that. But um, we're going we gonna to take it back again with some high fire, y'all. You know what I mean? We're going to take it all the way back. And like I said, this is some SWV with uh, Missy Elliott. You know, I like me some throwback songs for the vibe to it as always. Peace and love. Wrap it up and, and get tested. And wash your ass. You know what I mean? Period.
in the back of my T-Honey. We kissing and we funding it. We high and we blunt it. Take me if you want it to the whole show. Up all night like no dose. Yes, I got the feeling, feel me. No, don't ask me if I'm next. Freaky dinky see, y'all can't see. Me to the land and SWV. We hit you with the heat. That's shallow.